Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast, where mindset and marketing meet purpose, passion, and profits. I'm Bob Baker, and if you're a creative entrepreneur or someone who runs a heart-centered business, you're in the right place. To get a free collection of sample chapters from my books and audiobooks, just pay a quick visit to promoteyourcreativity.com. That's promoteyourcreativity.com. Now, enjoy the episode. Welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur, where I share inspiration and career advice for musicians, writers, visual artists, and creative people of all types. If you don't already, please subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you happen to consume podcasts. So in recent months, I've been blessed to have been a guest on a number of different podcasts, and one that stood out was a new one uh, called uh, Mishmash. It's uh, hosted by my friend uh, Mish Hancock, who lives here in St. Louis. We've known each other for many years, so we was very comfortable, and we shared a lot of great advice and a lot of laughs in an interview that I did with her recently. And so on this episode, I just wanted to share like the opening segment, about eight minutes or so. Uh, so you might say I'm just some cross-pollinating podcast. I'm taking a segment from hers, including it in mine. So in case you didn't get a chance to listen to her whole thing, I'll link to it in the show notes. But this uh, opening piece here offers some pretty good insights. Uh, I share part of my creative journey over the last couple of uh, decades and sort of what formed my uh, approach to uh, a life in the arts. But toward the end, uh, we really cover some powerful principles related to the creative process, in particular, what it takes to create a lasting bond with your fan base. Because in my humble opinion, uh, the one thing that will influence your long-term creative career more than any other is the relationship that you have with your fans. And so we cover some of that uh, toward the end of this segment. And even though a lot of this admittedly focuses on music, uh, these principles can be applied no matter what your creative field, whether you're a writer, an author, an actor, a visual artist, whatever, these principles indeed do apply to you. So thanks to my friend Mish for having me on and allowing me to share this with you. So listen up and I'll talk to you on the other side. This is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Bob Baker. Bob is the founder of the Empowered Artist Movement. He is also an author, musician, improv comedy actor, painter, and all-around awesome guy and friend. Hi, Bob Baker. Well, hello, Mish. I was curious when, when you uh, described the show, do I fall into the wacky... <laughs> The wonderful, what were those, those three words? So many people want to know. I'm not telling. No. <laughs> but, you know, okay, the thing I always tell people, yeah. though, it's weird in a good way. Yeah, weird, right? wacky, Weird and, and wacky in a good way and wonderful. Yeah, you know, I'm weird, wacky, and wonderful. I tend to attract weird, wacky, and wonderful. I embrace all three of those 
I, description. And we should, yeah, right? Because that's who we are. Yeah. So we have been friends for a long time now. So at least several years. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. And now I get to have you on my podcast, which makes me so excited and happy. And we, we've started hanging out a lot more because we're both hanging out at Medici Media Space Medici, all the time. Yeah. Right now you're doing improv classes out there. Doing, but but I, yeah, but, talk about it because the improv, I went to one of your classes. You did, It yeah. was hilarious. I had so much fun. It is a blast, yeah. And we're in, so that's something I've been doing. Well, I'm very blessed just for those people that may not know me as well as you do. I'm very <laughs> blessed to have to live a life immersed in the arts. Yes. And I'm very also very lucky that at an early age, like a lot of the things that I'm doing as an adult now, uh, I can trace back to childhood. You know, I think is, that's really, like a lot of people, you, they're adults, and they go, I don't know what my passion is, what am I meant to do? And right. I, I saw those things early on. I had an interest in the written word, had an interest in music in grade school. You know, by middle school, I was starting to play the guitar, playing in bands in high school. Then in my mid to late 20s, started publishing a local music newspaper here in our hometown of St. Louis. And so I've kind of been, um, yeah, self-employed in the arts for much of my life. I've, although I've had day jobs, you know, and part-time <laughs> jobs and tech jobs to make ends meet. But the last one was over 14 years ago. So yeah, the performing arts, visual arts, I mean, it's really crazy, the array of things that I well, do. Well, I, I, you know? I remember thinking how impressed I was because I think it's hard to make it as a writer. Mm-hmm. And you also teach people how to make it, as how to self-publish and make it as a writer, but that you were like just cranking out books like crazy. Yeah. At the time, I was just doing what came natural. But looking back, people have referred to me as, I guess, kind of a pioneer or a trailblazer in, in on, online marketing and also information, digital information publishing. You know, I mean, the mid 90s, I was online and spreading my message by email and through, and through the web and building an email list. I was selling downloads of some of my books in the early 2000s, long before there was a Kindle store or right. e-readers or anything, you know. And so, uh, and I'm like, I'm just going to create my own circumstances. You know? I love it, but the, it's so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think about it now, how there are indie, and you, you, so in the music world too, you've also been a force in helping the indie artists figure out right. how to make it in that world. And talk to the importance of that, because I feel like the music industry is still a little, they can really take advantage of some of these artists. Well, I think it goes with any industry. Yeah. There's people so there are a lot of people clamoring or have dreams. Like so, I guess the arts, a lot, of, a lot of them, especially music, it's a glamour field. It's like acting. You know, right. a lot of people want. They have these dreams about wanting to be on the rock in the red carpet or having, you know, being on the what a Billboard Hot 100 <laughs> list or whatever. And so, anytime you have a lot of people clamoring to do something, though, people will step up to to offer services and want to get paid to help them. And and then some of them are more uh, honest than others. I know there's a lot of people out there that warn you about being aware of the sharks. Um, right. Certainly, you should. But I guess I just I, I guess I, I take a more <laughs> optimistic <laughs> viewpoint. Yeah, my message is one of empowerment, and then getting on comfortable terms with marketing. Because you're right. You mentioned um, my main niche for twenty, almost nearly twenty five years is music marketing. Right. And I came at this not from somebody who was part of the industry because I've never worked for a record label, I've never managed a successful band, or you know I been a, an active working musician in the right. region for many, for decades. Um, but I was always this, I still think of myself as this curious musician who's this, who wanted to figure out how, why do some acts attract attention and build a fan base and build a career while others, while the most struggle, you know, what right. are these people doing right? And so I just sort of dedicated my life to dissecting that and examining it, interviewing the successful people and basically, um, 
trying to figure out what are the elements of success. Because it is interesting. It's interesting how, you know, you'll see some musicians that are struggling to make it. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, I kind of know why, but then, yeah. but then other times I'm thinking they're like super talented. They right. why aren't they on some big stage somewhere? Right. And and marketing has a lot to do with. It's so interesting to me that you were you're this artistic, super talented guy, but you figured out at some point you got to market it. You can't do. I call it the field of dreams marketing. Right, build it and they will come. No, yeah. build it. Market it well, and then they're going to show I mean, up. If it's, if it's really amazing, I mean, there are there are some artists, people that I've interviewed over the years who who seem to have this lackadaisical approach, and all these things came to them. I mean, but it's, that's a that's a rarity. Oh, how nice for yeah, them! Yeah, <laughs> but they, re- they were born on the right day at the right time. <laughs> yeah, most of the people I focus on, they're not only talented, and sometimes they're just like average talent too. But there's something about their songs that connects with people. It's all about right. the connection with the person, the emotional connection. Yes. Um, I, I was I attended so CD Baby is this big independent uh, website. It's been around for many years. They have an annual conference now, and I, t- I attended one in Nashville. And there was a songwriter named Mary Gaucher who was interviewed in one of the keynotes. And uh, she said this. It sounds really simple, but it's so so true. She goes, make them laugh, make them cry, make them dance, and make them sing, and people will be willing to pay you. It's like, true. Get people to feel something. Right. So it could be uplifting. It can be, you know, it can be crying your beer, getting them to sing, engage. You right. Know, at, at a, and and if, if you get people engaged, give them an experience, whether that's from just listening to your song or being at an event with or they're with a lot of other people. If you can do that, you have a much better opportunity of building a career and people will pay you for that experience. Exactly. You know? so that's been kind of my mantra is that, that fan. Like a lot of people talk about what buttons to push and, you know, and again, beware of the sharks. There's all sorts of messages, but mine is just like focus on fans and that relationship, making people feel something, build a community of people that love and support what you do and how you make them feel. Which is you know? perfect. Yeah. That's exactly, I mean, that's what you do on social media, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you connect with people. I always say you have to, you have to hit them either, you have to hit them in the heart or on the funny bone, all right? Oh, Those yeah. are like the two places that people will, will pay attention. And if you can do that and build a community around it, mm-hmm. there you go. And it doesn't have to be hundreds of thousands of people, you can still make it with a small community that just is attracted to whatever you're doing. So you said something earlier that's a common thing that, that, so yeah, you said you see some artists and you go, my God, they're amazing talents. Why aren't they on a big state? Why aren't they on magazine covers and playing stadiums or whatever? Because I think what happens is a lot of musicians are just created, just people that pursue uh, one of those glamour fields. They were probably initially inspired by seeing someone well-known, you know, like the, for a lot of people my age was the Beatles or something they saw. Right. Or was, you know, whatever, the, everybody has their, every generation has their own people that they see that go, you know, could be Beyonce or Katy Perry or for somebody younger, whatever. And they go, I want to do that. So they start pursuing that, but they think to themselves, that's what success looks like. I have to be on the, you know, the, the billboard. Right. Uh, and be a household name. But these days you get to define what success is for you. (laughs) I love that though. No, that's exactly how it should be. Define success for you. So there you have it, the opening segment from uh, my appearance on Mish's podcast. Uh, So what do you think? Uh, It may seem simplistic, but I think some of that stuff we covered toward the end there in particular is quite powerful. Uh, What are your thoughts on creating an experience uh, with your fans and making them feel something? In what way do you make them dance, sing, laugh, cry? 
I would love to know. So wherever you're consuming this, if there's a way to leave a comment, please do so. would love to know your thoughts or what you've done in this arena. And again, you don't have to be involved in music to be able to apply these principles. How do you make a connection with those all-important fans, supporters, customers, whatever you want to call them? They are the lifeline, the lifeblood of your creative career and your legacy and all that good stuff. So let me know your thoughts on this. Another way to stay in touch by email is to get on the Creative Entrepreneur VIP list. And when you do that, I'll give you free access to one of my courses called 30 Ways to Become an Empowered Artist. It's on Udemy. It's like three and a half hours of video training sessions. Yours free. All you have to do is go to promoteyourcreativity.com, enter your name and email, and boom, you're on the VIP list. Again, that's promoteyourcreativity.com. I'll also have a link to that in the show notes. And if you'd like to support my ongoing efforts to educate, inspire, and empower creative people around the world, please become a patron. Just a buck or two or three or five or ten a month will go a long way to help me cranking out more of this inspirational material. Just go to patreon.com slash Baker without the hyphen to learn more about that. As always, thanks for all you do to express your creativity and share it with the world. I'm Bob Baker saying so long for now.